The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Lao Tzu to episode 5 of Eberron Renewed, a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast set in the Eberron campaign setting. I am your Dungeon Master, Eric. I'm Philip. I'm Trevor. I'm Jeff. And welcome to another episode. This is actually the start of our second session of play, so we've all had some time to... Forget everything. <laughs> forget. Think about playing. Yeah. Why don't you guys tell me and the listeners what happened last time? After defeating Drek, we fought some skeletons in a hidden burial chamber, and each of us found an artifact. Beric found an amulet that allowed him to transform the more necrotic nature of his magical powers into radiant damage uh, every now and again, which is pretty cool. My character found the armor that is very shiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then Lyle, who is Dex, found an ancient weapon that is called a ribbon weave that is essentially a a whip that is a sword or a sword that is a whip. <laughs> it's real rad. Yep. And it also has the ability to light up with the power of daylight once in a while. <laughs> once every now and again. When I remember it does. <laughs> okay. We found the shiny objects and had to fight some skeletons to get those things. And then we continued on past that to some shadows that popped out that we defeated the whole crux of our mission was to find this boy jacob and we did find him there at the very end right before he was <laughs> passed into a portal to another uh, dimension or realm or plane or something yeah and we just got big bossed hard by a malevolent being and he killed echo and that is where we stopped because none of us <laughs> had any idea how to go on after that so jacob's gone and i guess we're heading back to town to let his dad know yeah yeah so essentially for the start of this session, we're going to have a bit of a time jump to the next morning after you all have taken a long rest. Presumably you went and informed Trant as soon as you got back or what, what would have oh, been Absolutely, because okay. he would have been awake still. And yeah, it. absolutely. Yeah. And he was obviously as distraught as would you, expect you would expect him to be. The only real question, I don't want to get into a role-playing thing with this, but what type of tone would you have conveyed to him in regards to... Jacob's future I guess would you have been very hopeful and allowed him to hold on to hope would you have been more realistic of we're going to do our best but we don't really know how to move forward here what what type of tone would you have taken with Trant I don't think those are mutually exclusive I think that you can be realistic uh, we can convey the realistic expectations while still trying to keep him hopeful okay I mean I think that's what I mean that's what we would have done Okay. I think. I don't yeah. know, guys. I assume that like I would have started to talk and you would have immediately <laughs> not allowed. That. We would have left you at home. We'd have been like, oh. we'll meet you at the end. <laughs> okay. Uh, Beric doesn't say anything in, in this. He's just he has no idea how to deal with this. So Right. Okay. Okay. So after many 
hard-fought battles and getting your butt whooped a little bit there at the end. Go and rest up, lick your wounds, and level up. So, hooray. But the next morning, one of the first things that happen is presumably you all have your own lodgings within Miss Marsh, I would expect. You're not like roommates. It's not like the real world. No, bre- like there's not a bre- barracks or something. I don't I don't think. I, don't, I wouldn't think so. I, I, in, actually, in, in this case, I've been thinking about this. Barrack spends the entire night sitting in a corner of Red Wolf Inn, pouring over the, his mother's journal, trying to find anything he can that okay. will be of aid in dealing with this situation. Okay. Uh, yeah. I just like have a little cot in somebody's house that I sleep <laughs> in. That's what I was used it's to for like 10 years. It's a different person's house each, each night. <laughs> yeah. I, they I draw like the short straw for the week. <laughs> I think that Lyle went home and went to sleep, like understood that there was nothing more that could be done that night. He was already tired. He was wounded and understood that in order to be his best self the next day to get moving, Okay. It required recuperation. Well, given the events of last night, life still moves on in Miss Marsh, so the deputies are needed at the sheriff's office. So Grandma's waiting outside for you all to approach. She looks exhausted and kind of freaked out. And when she sees you all approaching, it's clear that you are the three people she is looking for. Do you all say anything as you approach or do you let her get the first word in? I'm surprised we have a choice and she doesn't <laughs> just start talking. You yeah. are approaching and seeing her from a distance so okay. you could. Barrick's making for the door. I don't think he's in a state of mind to deal with whatever minor trinket she's <laughs> lost. Okay, I'm giving her like a shoulder level wave. Like, just, like, bring the hand up a little bit because I see it. Because, like, I know her. She's up the town. So I'm just, oh, hello. I think I walk past as well. If she okay. wants to talk to us, I mean, more pressing things than what we assume she has to say. Yeah. Once you all get within earshot, she begins to say, I had a, a vision last night while you all were away. A figure made of brilliant silver light appeared in my room while I was in bed. A majestic voice said, I, I don't understand what this means, but it, it said to me to retrieve youth. The fiend blood must find the shaper of his own. The darkness will creep into the light, and the light that holds the shadow must venture to the darkness to stop the sun from snuffing out. I. I well, we have something in common because I don't know I what that means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but, I mean, obviously there are trigger things in there that we would immediately. This is something that we need to pay attention I, to. I assume demon blood. Fiend blood. Fiend blood. My brain went to wherever it wanted to. <laughs> Fiend blood sounds like scary blood, but the only people with scary blood I know is me. <laughs> well, but who knows what we haven't? Like, I mean, here's what we know. We know a youth is missing, and this has to return the youth. We know that it's talking about lights and shadows, and we happen to have weapons and artifacts that are called shadow thing and light things. Oh, yeah. So, obviously, this is something uh, that we need to uh, ask Eric to print out more copies of so we can have it so we can keep reading it. But, I mean, that, at that point, I don't I mean, ask when, you guys. I invite her in. We need to... When Graham said the fiend blood, she looked directly at you. Oh, like, you she's go. presuming... She doesn't know for certain, but she also knows only one person with scary blood, <laughs> and that's you. So, I imagine fiend blood refers to you, young man. Uh, maybe. What gave it away? <laughs> <laughs> the horns. So, it, so oh, yeah. it was. It was the fiend blood must return to its shaper. The to retrieve youth. Uh-huh. The fiend blood must find the shaper of his own. Shaper. Okay. Okay. So I have no idea what that means. But well, somebody that shaped you in your youth. Oh, I think I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
that was that one. What's the next stanza? Shadow will come into the light. The darkness will creep into the light. And the light that holds the shadow must venture to the darkness to stop the sun from snuffing out. Well, those are a little more obtuse. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what that means. But we got it written down. All right, Graham. Um, thank you for um for coming and telling us that. Uh, I'm, I don't know if you've heard. Uh, Jacob went missing. Clearly, what you uh, received last night is is some 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 force that's going to help us uh, get him back. Uh, although not. In the most helpful way, apparently, that he could. <laughs> but thank you. Uh, if you have, if you have others, please come in and let us know. Um, in the meantime, I hope you understand we're not going to be uh, searching for trinkets uh, for a while. So you're just going to take those to uh, small claims uh, <laughs> police officers as opposed to us. Uh, so I, have a great day. I, I take it you didn't find my locket. No, we did. We did not find your locket. Oh, we didn't. Uh, we didn't go into that room. <laughs> apparently, we might have learned in the last episode. No, we did not find your locket, and um, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be real honest with you. We're not really searching for it right now, Graham. Sorry. Okay. If we see it, we'll get it to you. Okay. All right. As you all enter the sheriff's office, uh, walking past Graham as she shuffles on, you all see a figure in the sheriff's office talking to Albin, who's already behind the desk. And the figure is standing. You all note very regally dressed, and as you all enter, he turns to look at you and goes, Beric, who are your friends? You recognize this figure as your second cousin, Rukin Irklarn, Albin's father. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Prime Minister, this is Draconis and uh, hmm, Lyle. <laughs> Real nice. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. This is the Prime Minister of Reland, Rukin Irklarn. Uh, I put my hand out. It's a pleasure to meet you, sir. He kind of looks at your hand and gives a little dry smirk and shakes it begrudgingly almost. Like, it is very clear that he does not consider any of you on his level. Sure. Well, when he takes his hand, when, when, <laughs> when, when we break the handshake, I wipe my hand on my shirt very clearly in front of him. Mm. I see him shake the hand. And I'm like, oh, we're shaking hands. And so I want to go too. <laughs> but because I don't I don't catch it at yeah, all. <laughs> you, you don't understand what's happening. That's yes. fine. He looks at you and shakes your hand as and I, well. And I look like this. <laughs> A very happy grin. <laughs> so my son tells me that there was some commotion last night. Care to tell me what happened? Boy went missing uh, into the faded forest. And we pursued him, but we arrived too late. Something opened a portal uh, into, well, we really don't know where. And the boy was handed through as we arrived. Hmm. We were not able to to stop it. Now, according to my son, many of the townsfolk uh, think it to be goblin-related. There are goblins out there, but this was not related to them. Hmm. In fact, uh, they, they, were, they aided us uh, in finding... Er- working towards finding the boy. Uh, the goblins are uh, completely not involved. Well, goblins are notoriously cunning. They may have simply helped you to cover their tracks, so we can't rule them out totally. Anyway, he kind of turns and looks down at Albin with this very disappointed look, and, and where were you? You could have been with this party, brought some honor 
onto our name, but no, you were at home asleep, weren't you, Alden? <sighs> this is where we watch Eric have a conversation. No, with that, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> he turns back to all of you and says, well, in spite of your dealings last night, uh, I have a request of you. I was in here discussing things with my son, seeing if he could spare you for a bit. I'm sure you all are aware that we have been working diligently to build a lightning rail station in Mistmarsh, which you all are aware of this. Oh, I forgot. Everyone's got some, like, steampunk. Yeah, the Walmart's coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna take out the mom-and-pop blacksmith. We are... Atten- Good news for Jacob's dad. <laughs> yeah. Hey, your son's missing and you're going under. <laughs> God, I hate big artificer. <laughs> We are connecting uh, New Kaya to Sean via a lightning rail that's a more direct route than what we currently have. And that's what brought me here. The conductor stones have been laid. The station is finished. So I took the journey here on the lightning rail and I would ask you three to join me in my journey to provide protection to some high value persons that we will be picking up in New Kaya and taking to Sean. You don't think we ought to stay here and try to find out what happened to that boy? Well, doesn't sound like there's much to be done now, is there? Talking about planes and things of that nature, what what would you do? Go back into the forest? Now, yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty of research. Draconos, when he said the name of the city, Sharn, Uh something clicked in your brain and connected because you're you're on the path with that riddle that Graham threw out there. Uh The last known location that you have of the figure that shaped your youth is Sharn. Oh. It's not it's not like a town. Sharn is like the big metropolis of So it is Greenland. a Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. That's just the last place that That that's the last place that you knew he was headed. Okay. I think he's my second cousin's father, maybe? Okay. <laughs> my second cousin is Ilatsi or Klarn. Okay. <laughs> that connects that if you're going to follow the line of Graham's vision, yeah. Sharn is not a bad place to go. So, okay. uh, listen, uh, uh, Prime Prime Minister? Yes. Uh, uh, listen, I, I, it's not that I don't appreciate the opportunity you're giving us to do something else, but I think that we need to stay here. We just We just heard this crazy prophecy thing. Uh, that we need to, we need to, we need to research that. We need to go back into the forest, talk to the goblins some more, see if they know. I mean, there one of the goblins was standing right there with us when all when when we lost Jacob, and we need to, uh, you know, ask him to ask his people what they know. There's a boy missing, and we need to. Well, I <laughs> interrupt. She, she was on a roll, so she I was, was like, yeah, "I'll wait till he's done." Because that's what you do is you keep talking until someone interrupts you. <laughs> I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> Jaconis isn't rude. <laughs> well, I think. Hey, hang I, on. Don't you both agree? <laughs> no. I absolutely. No. My turn. <laughs> I think we should do what he says. Because, like you said, we ha- got that crazy riddle from, from Graham Graham. And. <laughs> Wait, what'd you call her? Just Graham. <laughs> I know. I like like Graham Cracker. What are you gonna call her? <laughs> what? Continue. What you were talking about that she said was the crazy prophecy thing that she got. But one of the things that I noticed it has something to do with this town he wants us to go to. So I think we should go. All right. 
Uh, I'm sorry, Prime Minister, if you could excuse us for like 30 seconds. Or, uh, you know, you may excuse yourselves. Uh, well, that is what I meant. I would like for <laughs> us to be excused for 30. I said, would you excuse us, not would you get the hell out of the room? That was out of character. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Dex doesn't take, take shit. <laughs> We're going uh, to step away and have a brief conversation. Uh, Prime Minister. Uh, Drac, would you like to be a little more clear about what you're asking us to do? Oh. You didn't get what I was saying? No. Okay. Well, I thought you, I, I just, everyone speaks in weird obtuse rhyme now is what I, I was all for all I could tell. Well, okay. So you remember the part that she was talking about, like the fiend blood and to save the boy, he has to find his uh, maker. Shaper. 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 Yeah, sure. Yeah. What if, get this, what if the fiend blood thing is me? Therefore, the shaper, my master, made me paladin. Last time I thought, last time I saw him, he was in this this Sharn place. Or yeah, I'd see him. He was heading there. But like, if he's there, you know, like Drac. the boy could Drac. be there. And then, yo, what's up? That is literally all you had to say. <laughs> Let's go to Sharn. Oh, all right, cool. Wait, I mean, Eric, right? I mean, I don't understand how you're not super horny for this next poem <laughs> mystery thing. <laughs> and Fiendblood, why are you not already on the train? <laughs> all right, Let's go to Sharn. <laughs> Woohoo, hey, hey, we can take some books. Well, th- th- I think I have one of the only books in this town. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I guess no one can keep you from taking it. <laughs> this is so dumb. <laughs> I guess, would you tell, since he's your relative, that we're going to accept, or I guess we're not really accepting, we're acquiescing, because he's told us to do it. And <laughs> Beric steps back in. If you really feel this is more important, then yes, we'll go to Sharn. Very well. Uh, the train will take us to New Kaya, and then we will pick up the people that we need to pick up and return to Sean. Who are we picking up? Yeah, who, who are we working with? <clears throat> well, the person of interest that I've we really need to have protected is we are going to be bringing Prince Orgev to Sean for talks with King Boronel. You all know Prince Orgev is the displaced prince of Kyre okay. that is now the Mornland. So, but Kyren refugees have started up a new city in Breland called New Kyre which is where he lives. So any business you all want to resolve before, basically the train will depart the next morning. So you have one last day in Miss Marsh to uh, yeah. shore anything up. I I mean, we need our, if you guys want to come, you can. Lyle would go to Trant and tell him that we're not abandoning. Like, uh, okay. If you want to play like that to, out, we can. But I would like to gather any, I'm assuming that Graham's shack or wherever she lives in contains any of the other books that exist in this town. You know, I, I have a question. Uh, I said I'm going to go to Trant. Because um, what I would do, we live in a world where there is mundane magic and, and, and deities demonstrably exist. Therefore, if I were to say to him, Graham had a vision, a, a, a prophecy that matches pretty closely to some things that we've already seen, he wouldn't be like, I can't believe you're doing that. He would at least... There would be a, a smidge of skepticism simply given the source. Fair enough. But, but it's not like he he'd think we were chasing something completely irrelevant. No. Okay, I just wanted to make sure, because that, I mean, that's how Lyle would explain it. He would just be honest with Trant, because he's missing his child. I'm just looking for any any books that exist about the Fading Forest, if there are any here. There may not be, but... The only book that really catches your eye, because Graham obviously invites you in and is all matronly and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, you you may peruse my books as long as you bring bring them back. Uh, I, of course. You scan them, and the only title that really jumps out at you, given what's on your mind currently, she doesn't have anything titled like, 
history and secrets of the Faded Forest. But the one that kind of jumps out to you is History and Edicts of the Silver Flame. Okay. Go ahead and give me an investigation check real quick, Beric. 22. 22. One other thing that you notice, it's not a book, but just something that catches your eye, strikes you as a little odd, and then you move on. There is a small painting of a young girl on Graham's desk in very ornate clothing, and it's a very regal-looking picture that is painted. Who's this picture of? Oh, that that's me and my youth. Where did you live in your youth? Oh, I, I, I'm from Bethrain originally. Oh. How did you find yourself in Mistmarch? Oh, you know, woman gets older and I was unmarried, so just wanted to strike out on my own. I, I was in a situation where my skills were no longer needed and I just wanted a simple life outside of Thrain, which tends to be a lot more restrictive than Breland. Your your skills? What did you do? Um, you get the sense that she's kind of, she doesn't like this <laughs> line of questioning. She's getting very closed up. She was not a prostitute. I, like, I get the sense she, she may have been uh, no. <laughs> some sort of concubine courtesan. Um, you can give me a... Philip gets that sense, but does Barrett. <laughs> right. <laughs> You can give me a persuasion check if you want to try and get her to reveal a little bit more. Well, that is ten. <laughs> no, she she's done talking about it. It's like, oh, I I just helped people. I see. And provided them guidance. So as I um, continue to peruse her bookshelf, I also make use of my new Eldritch Innovate Invocation, which uh, is Eldritch Sight. I okay. can detect magic at will. Okay. And so... Eric's eyes kind of glaze over silver, and he starts just looking around the room. Okay. Trying to be circumspect. You notice something very odd. There's a small box on her her desk ne- next to the picture. The box itself, there's like residual magic, but whatever was the source of this magic is no longer there. Is there anything interesting about the box? Um, it's it's a very nice looking box. It looks a little weathered, but it's clearly a, a master craftsman made this box. There's some ornate inlays and carvings. So is she looking at me? Probably not intently. She thinks you're still looking at the books and stuff like that, which are also on her desk. So you're just kind of. Like, if you want to open the box, like I need a stealth casually check. Casually open the box. <laughs> She's gonna know you did it because you're gonna turn it black. <laughs> uh, 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 um, um, minimize the length of the contact. It, it, it takes a little bit. I pick up a stick and I open the box and <laughs> use stick my short burns. sword. Hey! Oh wow! Twenty-four. Yes, she oh, wow. she has no idea that you're opening this box. I just sort of tip it open. Anything inside? It is lined with very fine velvet. Once again, just. But whatever was holding this box, it, it is empty. Okay. Um, and there's no, like, runes on it for me to read or anything? No, nothing like that. Okay. I close it again. And, okay. Uh, I say thank thank you very much for the loan of the book. I'll be sure to return it as soon as I may. Very well. Uh, good day. So that was scene with Graham. Lyle, you're going to talk to Trant? Yes. So you walk in, and it's very clear. Or you knock on the door. Mm-hmm. And when he answers, it's clear he... Has not slept sure, sure. at all. Uh, tr- hey, uh, hey, Trant. Um, listen, can I can I come in for just a minute? Fine, thanks. Uh, you may want to have a seat. 
Uh, it's, it's, it's not more, there's no more bad news. I don't know what well, you, you could even consider worse news. I understand that. Um, but I need to tell you where we are at uh, in the investigation. We are tracking down a, what we believe to be a, a good uh, a good lead on how we can get Jacob back. Um, I need you to to bear with me for just a minute while I tell you what happened this morning. Um, and I just I, I tell him the riddle and without because it's not my story to tell without giving too much away about yeah. Drax's story. I want to say um, we we know some things about. Uh, that prophecy. We know that we need to to at least try to get some 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 information and meet up with some people in Sharn. And we've just been given an opportunity to get to Sharn with relatively safe passage from the Prime Minister. We're leaving town for obviously I couldn't tell you how long we're going to be gone, but we're not giving up on Jacob. Uh, I want you to know that we're still working towards it. Uh, you know, this is still the most important thing, uh, at least for me, is helping you get your kid back. Don't don't think we're abandoning anybody. Uh, because we have we have to leave town for a little while. I just wanted to give you uh, that information because I know that it, you de- you deserve to know what we're doing. Okay. And also, <laughs> no. very well, just find my boy. Uh, we're we're gonna do our best. Uh, I promise you that we'll we'll have we'll at least be better equipped to do what we need to do when we come back. Um, in the meantime, do you have any studded leather armor? <laughs> 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 That's not true. I don't say that. Draconis, anything new? Uh, I'm outside. I, I assume, like, can I, like the children are still like the children of the town. Do they kind of know what's going on with Jacob? Like, is the yeah, whole I mean, town... Ju- Julian and Farah wouldn't have been quiet about the fact that Jacob had run off into the faded forest. Like, okay, so there's not really like kids playing outside and stuff like that. Most of the parents are kind of freaked out. They're okay. Then I'm just probably chilling outside the bar, playing with Cashew. As you're chilling outside the bar. Um, love it. I, uh, I love this dumb demon, this sweet demon. The door opens to the inn, and Farlin, the dwarf that got into the fight uh, last night and that gave the side eye to Lyle, walks out with a bag and a barrel of ale just over his shoulder, and he stops and turns and looks down at you, looks at the mouse, looks back to you. Well, looks like we're going to be traveling together. Oh, word spreads fast in this town. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I didn't know you were going. Yeah, I got to get to Sharn, do some trading. This tiny town of 500 people is not the only place that I sell my ale, so. Oh, okay. Well, little town. Cool. (laughs) Little little people. (laughs) He hates that. (laughs) He gets that all the time. Um, well, I hope it's a relatively safe trip and that all goes well. Uh, yeah. We'll see. Uh, so. What do you mean we'll see? Well, I assume we're, it should I be mean, fine, right? Albin was telling people that you all were hired to provide protection, and I don't imagine the Prime Minister would spend money bringing people on if he thought nothing was going to happen, so we'll see. Oh. And he just walks off. Okay, bye. <laughs> He says nothing. Okay. <laughs> so unless there's any other business that you all want to take care of. Let's go. Yeah, I'm set. I'm set. Okay. You see Betsy on the train platform crying as she sends you, bids you all farewell. Um, I don't say I anything because I know I'm going to a bigger city. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so. You're the worst. <laughs> 
I, he's not a he's not a good person. <laughs> so the train has four different cars to it. There's obviously the conductor car in the front, followed by the dining car, then the sleeping car, and the cargo hold in the rear. So those are your four cars. As you all get onto the train, Farlin and Rukin are sitting at separate tables in the dining car, just kind of watching the landscape start to go by, sitting there quietly. They're not really engaging with each other. Um, Eric has also got his books set up on a table, set out on a table. He's got the the journal opened here, and he's cross-referencing <laughs> it with the Silver Flame book. And he's got this little uh, black gem brooch amulet thing set on the table as well, and he's just sort of back and forth okay. studying. I'm playing solitaire. Okay. What food do they have in the dining room? <laughs> I want to know because I want to be specific. Um, they have pie. Can I see a menu? <laughs> oh my gosh. They have pie. He's eating pie. All your dreams come true in this car. They, they have pie. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. What what kind of pie would you like? Uh, pumpkin, preferably, but he'll also accept apple. Okay, one this is a real all American demon. One of the one of the workers brings you a a piece of pumpkin pie. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> After probably about once you all are firmly out of town and the train is up to full speed, Farlin comes over to talk to all of you and kind of. Does not want to be within earshot of Rukin, so kind of nods you all over to a table opposite the dining car from him. Do you all? I think I begrudgingly stand up. Like, what? I realize that we're stuck with him and some diploma. I've learned lately that some diplomacy is a good thing. So I get up and I start walking and I kind of make eye contact with the two of them. And I obviously don't order anything because I can't do that, but I kind of let's just give it a shot. I'm, okay. I'm going to be honest. It's going to take something less subtle than a nod or eye contact because Beric's head is like literally down, hovering over these books. I pull out my ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, uh, I just, I kind of knock on the table near <laughs> where you're looking. Look up. All right. Beric gets up and follows him down. The- you can bring your pie. Okay. Wait, can you run me again just because I forgot who the other guy, the Ryukin guy or whatever his Rukin, name is? Rukin, the Prime Minister of Breland, Alban's father. Okay, he's, he's the, the one the who sent us on this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Rukin's just sitting there reading a copy of the Sharn Inquisitive, just flipping through the pages. Do we know what that is? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I know I don't know what that it, is. It, it's one of the biggest newspapers in Breland. It's kind okay. of a... It's a tabloid. It, yeah. Is it the Quibbler? It, it's it's <laughs> kind of a trash, okay. a trash paper. It's a tabloid. His brother owns it. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Okay, so I mean, I've I've heard a couple different stories spreading around the town about what happened. What really happened? Mm. Did you see Jacob? What happened to him? Who did you encounter that could have possibly had something to do with this? We, because we've known him for a while, and he's rough and grumble. Is it? Would he be generally considered? I don't know, like, do people still like him, even though he's kind of a... They love him. He makes the best ale. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, because, I mean, I, I, I... I don't know if I trust him uh, at this point. That was what I was going to ask, is he doesn't... We Clearly, he and I don't get along, but I think it's because I'm the law and he's a rabble-rouser, but would I trust him knowing... Would he... There's no indication for you to distrust him. Right. He's just... He's the brewmaster of Miss Marsh. Okay. Um say listen Farlin um, 
we're still processing a lot of it ourselves. But yes, we did see Jacob, and we don't know what became of him except for that. This, I don't know. Would you guys describe it like a portal? I don't know. Have I worked out any of that? Like, this is something Barrick's kind of obsessed with. So, yeah, like I don't think Lyle has the words. Despite some of his backstory, I don't think Lyle has the words for interplanal travel. To yeah, you know. is this Arcana? Yeah, if you can give me an Arcana check. I don't even know what that means. You are killing it today. Yeah, yeah. not going to last in combat though. Yeah, that's gonna, yeah. It's just going to turn off in combat. Twenty-two. Okay, um, you've been able to make out that the archway was clearly connected to another plane. Because, like, dimensions aren't really a thing in Eberron, but you would know enough about the planes to put that together. Can I surmise which plane, or...? Top of your list would be Mabar, but there are some other potential, uh, just because you don't have enough to go on solely for that. not having gone through it. You have some suspicions that it's a archway that somehow connects to the plane of Mabar. Okay. Um, And what does... Barrick know about that. Philip knows plenty about about that. What <laughs> what information mean, would Barrick have on academically shadow obviously. shadow plane? Yeah, okay. darkness, night. bad stuff. Yeah. yeah, the eternal night, that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. So well, then, then okay. So uh, what uh, what kind of portal? Like what what did it look like? What was it made of? What did you see beyond it? Nothing. Darkness. Darkness. Eternal night. Uh, listen, Farlon. Probably, probably the plane of Mabar. We saw some grabby hands. Yeah, Farlon. There, wherever they took Jacob, there were definitely other people trapped <clears> there. We saw that, um, which is you know why we're still hopeful. Obviously, if others are trapped there, Jacob's not. <sighs> I don't like saying this. Uh, we don't think dead. he's dead yet. Everyone, give me an insight check. You say he's probably dead. Yes, I think I don't think he's dead yet. But, uh, insight check. I don't remember what we had for that. Wisdom. Wisdom. Oh. Uh, 15 for me. 7. Draconos, you kind of pick up that it looks like Farland's gears are turning very quickly. <laughs> he's like processing this information and there's like... He's clearly half listening to you and also like just processing it very quickly and it seems to be very... What you're saying is very meaningful to him. Um, so besides... You know, kind of how we've described it. We we don't really have anything to go on. Um, all we know is what we saw. Do you know anything that could? Were, were there were there any denizens of the portal like defending it? Did you have to fight your way to it? Shadows, just shadows, living shadows. That's I mean, it. Not just shadows. They attacked us. That sets it apart from other shadows. Well, and then there were those um, those zombie goblins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there were some, some undead goblins. They, they were undead. Right? Cor- kind of. <laughs> Farland almost gave you the... Corrupted, yeah. They were. Uh, and then there was there was something that... The thing that handed the boy through the portal. But do I know it? Were we able to identify that? Is there something we can... I mean... It was a dude, a, right? It was, yeah, there was a big a big humanoid <laughs> figure. Right, that was the thing. It was a large humanoid. Was all, and I yeah. don't recall if we got a a description. Not really. I don't even think we got a sound out of it. A yeah. lot a lot was happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I... Uh, okay, yeah. I, hang on. Uh, Eyewitnesses not being very reliable and all that. Now, and there, dra- was a, there was a dragon, the <laughs> man bear. And- <laughs> <laughs> I killed four orcs by myself. Um, that's not true. I don't say that in character. Uh, no, but uh, continuing my 
uh, metagame talk. He, uh, Draconos, noticed the wheels turning, but now that he's started asking more detailed questions, can I roll to see if Lyle starts picking up that he may know something more? I, sure. I want to I ask him if he knows anything more, but I don't want to do it unless Lyle would... Yeah, I mean, you can give me a... Either insight or perception. We're going to go with perception. That is a 21. Okay, yeah, you notice that he, he's being... You, you don't know to what end. Mm-hmm. You don't know if it's just concern for the boy or what, but he's being overly inquisitive about the situation. All right. Uh, hey, listen, Farland, um, I got no problem admitting my shortcomings in the area of the knowledge of this sort of stuff, but... It seems it's your other shortcomings that you need to acknowledge, Lyle. All right, I kick him across the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I pick up the. Can I can I roll for throw dwarf now? Yeah, no, listen, I'm I'm trying to have a conversation here. I'm trying to help train this boy back. Can you just okay not, be cool for like a second? All right, um, I don't know this stuff, but I but I can't help but notice you got a lot of questions. Do you have some background in this that uh, we don't know about? Is there some something you can bring to the table here? No, just Brew Ale and Miss Marsh. I don't buy it because he's here with us. I don't. There's a reason, but that's out of character. You can roll something. Yeah, <laughs> no, I just, I keep rolling. Yeah, I'm going to roll for, what is it? <laughs> it's a game predicated on rolling Barrack. dice, Jeff. It's okay if oh, you roll. I know. <laughs> Could be, I, Barrack is like, I don't know why everyone's asking him all these questions. <laughs> I rolled a, a natural one on my insight. So. All right, so insight, insight. I don't understand why we're being so so pushy about this. It's just, you know. Insight check for. Humble brewer. Four. God. <laughs> seriously, you if you want. seriously, I'm, Lyle. Okay. I might as well. Just You're being rude. See what's going on with me over here. <laughs> Gosh, a two. Okay. <laughs> um, we all forget what we were doing and go back to our table. Feel like we've been extremely rude, and I'd like to apologize to Farlin for questioning his motives. All right. Yeah. No. I. I I'm sorry, Farlin. I. I didn't. I, I wasn't questioning your motives. I thought you might be able to help us. That's all. No. Uh, You're fine. All right. So. 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 What else? I mean. Is there anything else you want? I'd like to go back to uh, collect it myself, collect yeah. my thoughts. So unless there's something else you need or can help us with, I'm going to head back to my, my no. table. All right. Barrack walks back to the table, continues. I, uh, the books and I point at the pie, and, everything. and I'm like, you should get some of this. It's really good. <laughs> and then I'm going to go back and <laughs> God, I wish I'd rolled that better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So after some very uneventful travel, um, allowing you all to gather yourselves, the, you notice that the lightning rail begins to slow, and if you all were to glance out the window, you see a small settlement approaching your view. <laughs> it's getting closer, <laughs> yeah. or we're getting closer to it? By your perspective, this town, it's getting closer. This town is just rushing at us. <laughs> it's getting closer from a certain point of Bearing its teeth. Um, <laughs> isn't, I can't remember. Is Nukire close enough that we can see the Mornland from here? Probably in the distance, you can see gray... Mist on the horizon. Okay. Um, Does that jack you up? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> As the train began to slow, Rukin had put his paper away. He's getting very done up, and you see Rukin kind of rush off the platform to shake hands of a very handsome, like mid thirties. <laughs> <laughs> like Trevor's, yeah. Trevor's eyebrows just went up. Uh, I've seen how you were describing him. <laughs> um, just very, very handsome, mid thirties young. Go man. on, very charismatic. Um, Did you say mid thirties young man. Yeah, that makes me feel really good. Yeah, I've been feeling real lately. <laughs> um, by his side is something like 
you all are taken Something. with just the chiseled features, but then you immediately go to the giant dragonborn that is standing next to him in very ornate armor and has a sword, shield, just your prototypical paladin, but it's a giant silver dragonborn. Have I ever seen a dragonborn before? Have you? In your travels? No. Okay. I, I have. Okay. I mean, they're... Yeah. Well, I, I forget what their faces look like. Can you remind me? Like a dragon. Dragons. Dra- well, <laughs> some dragons have horns. Does he have horns? No, quick, quick. Okay. they do not have horns. Okay. Well, I'm st- sorry. You, you're, you're something thing- in common? Yeah. I'm looking like for like a, like a beard bros thing going on. You're both paladins. Is that not enough for you? <laughs> I guess it is, but... <laughs> It's not instinctual. <laughs> like typically, yeah. if I meet somebody with the same job I have, I have more in common with them than somebody who also that's a, has a beard. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> this okay. is how he thinks. Okay, I know. Fair enough. So I'm. I've never seen a dragonborn, and I'm so flabbergasted. Okay. Specifically, I look how when Philip just showed me what it looks like, and I was like, <laughs> oh, that's so cool. <laughs> um. So Rukin is just putting on the cheese with Orgav and just bowing to him and gesturing him onto the train. This is natural enough that Beric does actually make the effort for the first time in the last couple of days to actually like straighten his clothes. And okay. Um, Lyle takes a moment to dust a crumb off of his jacket. <laughs> he noticed it. It has nothing to do with who's around him. Orgev and this dragonborn walk onto the train and there's some people moving their cargo back to the cargo car. And they come in, find seats in the dining car. I mean, do you all say anything to them as they enter, or do you just let them go about their business? Uh, what emotion do we read just as a glance on their face? Well, you can give me a insight check to just... I would like to make a perception they're check. Both, they're both smiling and look happy, but you can get an insight check. To, to see if further. anybody looks like... Shady or okay. armed or, you know, if they're carrying a bomb in their bag. Okay. I'm not going to do any sort of check, because genuinely, because I think that Lyle recognizes that he needs to play the nobility game if he wants to yeah. get what he needs out of them later and all that sort of stuff. So I'm I'm going to follow Barrick's lead. You shift your features to look slightly more aristocratic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Higher I cheekbones. Did, I raised some cheekbones. <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, 16 perception check. Okay. People getting on the train. You don't notice anybody really shady or anything. You, okay. you in fact, notice a lot of people are giving this Dragonborn a wide berth, and by virtue of that, Orgev as well. So, mm. And I, I just I want to roll to see uh, if I get can a read be, on their emotions. Get a read on their emotions. I don't remember what I add to it, though. Um, Insight is wisdom. Insight is wisdom. 11. They both look happy. Okay. They, they both are, are smiling and just shaking hands, kissing babies sort of thing. Oh. So Okay. Cool. The dragonborn, as they walk into the dining car, looks at he like sees you two and just gets this big toothy smile on his face and he kind of nods at you. Oh, oh, because weirdos. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I totally. <laughs> I give like a rock and like a hey, dude head nod back to him. <laughs> just is uncertain how to respond <laughs> to that. He's really trying very hard. I really feel like I'd remember if I'd met a dragonborn. <laughs> I do pick up on that. 
<laughs> and it takes everything in me not to do some little thing when he looks at me and show him that, like, just let my nose grow, pop, pop out, pop back, change my eye color a little bit, so he knows I'm special too. But um, uh, are you all sitting together, or are you at separate tables? <laughs> I would assume I'd taken over a table. Yeah, it my, would be really funny if Dracona said. Like, I mean, there are some of my things to make room for his pie. No, or that something. was exactly my thought. Was we are at different tables because we're both using the services. There are and enough. He just picks a spot to sit <laughs> yeah. across from one of us. There are enough yeah. people getting on the train now to where I mean. It, it might behoove you all to consolidate to a single table. I'm totally that guy on a train who would not. All right. Okay. I uh, gather my cards up, and I decide that I can be perfectly happy just riffling the deck, shuffling, and, okay. and stuff like that in a smaller area across from um, uh, Barrick. Barrick closes one of the books. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't... I don't need the space. I'll, I'll do this in my hands. Do what you're doing. Uh, I think it could end up helping us in the long run. So, once everything kind of gets settled... You hear boom as the dragonborn paladin has pulled up a chair and sat down at your table and is looking at Draconos and Beric and like, you know, it's it's great to see some non-humans on an expedition like this. Uh, sometimes you, you feel kind of lost when there's only people like him around. No offense. Oh, oh buddy, none taken. Don't you worry about <laughs> it. Um, I'm... I'm Barasha, by the way. My friends call me Rash. Think it's a personality defect, but... <laughs> okay, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, right. well, Rash, uh, my name's my name's uh, Lyle. Uh, Lyle Nosters. <laughs> Good to meet you. Barak Rowan. Uh, Dracronos. Good to meet y'all. So, they tell me that you all are kind of... We're, we're going to be working together. Uh, you're the prince's bodyguard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, protect him. I mean, you're doing great so far. He uh, made it out, so... yeah. How long? How long were you with him during the? You were you were with him since the morning before the morning. Uh, uh, not this morning. Uh, little joke. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he thinks that joke's hilarious <laughs> since he lost his homeland. <laughs> um, no, I I met the prince uh, just about a year and a half ago um, in Nukaya. I I was fortunately outside of the Mornland when or outside of Kaya when the morning happened. But I grew up in a little small town on the edge of Kaya named Oakhurst. Well, we're happy to... It, it is weird. Like, you all know, Kyre is, like, very human. Like, they're very small population of even elves live there. So, Dragonborn being raised there is is odd, but... Okay. How did you get to Kyre? Was it during oh, the war? Well, I was, uh... I was born in Kabara, and some hobgoblins came in and killed my parents, and a raiding party and I just kind of started wandering ended up in Oakhurst found a temple to uh, Bahamut in Oakhurst uh, yeah I thought that was weird too but um, the denizens of that temple took me in they raised me and I was pretty content to be a man of the cloth and then this dwarf came into town that was a paladin and that seemed really intriguing and so he started to train me, and then he got called off somewhere, promising to come back, and then the morning happened, so I'm kind of un- untrained, but... Um, Did you serve in the war? I I would travel to battlefields and um, heal the wounded, protect the, the bodies of the fallen from scavengers and looters, things like that, but I, I'm kind of a pacifist, I guess. I, I will defend those in need, but... I'm I'm not really the soldier type. Uh, yeah, I protect those in need, but don't don't really go out seeking flights or anything like that. I see. 
Dude, we have like a similar story. Both of our parents are totally dead. And then, like, we both found a pallet, and, like, you found one, like, oh, this guy's awesome, and, like, I was robbing him. But, like, <laughs> similar stories. Uh, so, uh, yeah! Oh. Yeah, man, we, we got a lot in common. Um, good to you- see another man of the cloth and steel, I guess, since we, you know, wear armor. But. Yeah. So, tink, tink. Who, who's, your, who's your god? My mother's dead. Oh. Well... Way to bring the <laughs> the mood down, Beric. I, do you have a? <laughs> is your dad still going to kicking? I don't or know. is he not kicking? <laughs> well, guys, oh. I, I hate to I hate to raise the mood. <laughs> uh, but uh, what about your parents, Lila? Are your parents dead? Are we like a dead parents club? Are we the gang of dead parent kids? Dead parents, I'm sorry. So sorry. <laughs> Everybody in every D&D session ever has dead parents. That's how this works. My parents are dead. My brother was killed. I'm a lone wolf. Oh, no, I've met all these people. We're going to work together now. Look, it's a dragon. We killed it. Huzzah. That's how this goes. Man, you should write for IMDb. You're great. No, <laughs> um, no I... I I don't think Beric would actually ask that way. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. No, I, I, I don't think so either. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say, guys, um, this has been a fun trip down memory lane for you, I'm sure. Why are, uh, what, 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 I mean, can you tell us, Rash, what are we, what are we getting for? What are we doing? Uh, why are we going to Sharn? What do we need to do? And also, why do, why do, why do he? <laughs> why does, <laughs> Jesus, um, why does the prince, Orgev? Orgev. All right. Why does uh, Prince Orgev need extra protection? Uh, you are very big, and I have to assume can put a hurting on people if you need to. So what are we here for? Well, I I wasn't involved in hiring you. Obviously, that was Rukin's business. I'd, you might be here to protect him specifically. Uh, and I'm Sure, that, that's that's a fair point. Uh, but uh, speaking to itinerary, like I asked you, what are you? Well, as far as I know, we're headed straight nonstop to Sean from here on out. So just make sure, I mean, it's not common, but people rob lightning rails, bandits, thieves, things of that nature. Oh, I hate thieves. Oh, let me, me tell too. Let me, let me tell you, buddy. There's one thing I don't like. It's a thief. You know what I hate even more? Thieves that lie to your face. Like people that you befriend and trust, and then they turn out to be thieves. Like oh, man. People you, that deceive other people. Oh, oh. Just, I, I so, told you I'm not a killer. But I might be. <laughs> so what you're saying is you uh, you don't appreciate people who put on a false face. Yeah, Barrett, exactly. Barrett begins to feel uncomfortable for an entirely different <laughs> reason because he begins to read into this and just very casually closes his mother's <laughs> journal. <laughs> so, so well, well it's, it's because you know people like like Dr- Draconos, 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 yeah. and I and Barrick here, we can't hide our appearance. We'd just have to. Deal the hand that we were dealt, and you know I'm a half elf, right? Yeah, but I mean, you look like a vampire. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is you don't got you, fangs, and it's daylight, so I know you're not. But boy, I tell you, the best comic books are the ones where the heroes can't use their powers. <laughs> That's this is gonna be a real fun trip for everybody. <laughs> um, so I loved Iron Man three. <laughs> All right, um, no, I get it. All right. And and more importantly, Dex gets it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really know what they're expecting, if they're expecting anything, but hopefully we'll get some nice gold for not doing anything. Those are the best jobs. Oh, you know what, Rash? I do like your style. <laughs> who, who is your god, by the way? Aww. 
He's got a name. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. I picked him. And then I have forgotten. Uh, I imagine this to be entirely yes, in character. Yes, me too. Uh, well, I'm a paladin of Bahamut. So cool. I think mine's different. But uh, man, if that's what you sovereign that's host. what you're sovereign host. I'm I've a some I, I thought I thought it was Silver Flame. Oh, oh, Silver Flame. I thought I had I thought you meant like a specific god. Well, Silver Flame is a like deity. Oh, okay. Oh, then I'm that cosmic entity. Cosmic entity. I I follow Silver Flame. Oh. You know there's some people that think that like the Silver Flame and Bahamut are pretty much the same, just with some dragon dressing on the outside. Not to be offensive or anything, but, I mean, it kind of makes sense. All these divisions of religions and whatnot, but... Yeah, man. Like, whatever you feel. <laughs> <laughs> if whatever works for you works for you, what works for me works for me, man. Okay. Keep All right, we're gonna down get, the river. <laughs> we're going to get you a book uh, about the religions of, of uh, Iran. Thank um, you. Because <laughs> I... Very slowly slides edicts of the silver flame over to, over to Dracona. I just you. did what they taught me. I don't... You might want to take a look at that. Oh, geez. No, the way, that, the way you pronounce that, Draconis, is I was just following orders. That's, that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. yeah, they told me what to believe and I did. Boy. Uh, um, <laughs> personally, I really enjoyed every second of that exchange. Um, Much different. As you all are sitting there talking, getting to know Rash, the uh, whistle on the lightning rail train begins to go off at regular intervals, um, which is odd. And annoying, I imagine. um, You see Orgev and Rukin kind of get up and look out the windows, and Orgev starts, like, he doesn't want to look away, and he's kind of shocked, so he's just, like, trying to get your attention by snapping and, like, pointing out the window. Is it out our side? Um, yes, they are looking out the same side. Eric sort of leans over towards the window and tries to sort of crane around to see what they're looking at. You see, rapidly approaching the train, three earth sleds carrying Warforged. Rapidly <sighs> approaching the train. And they do not look like they're friendly. I don't think we're going to get paid to do nothing. End of episode. All right, guys, uh, this is Jeff. Thank you so much for listening to our new episode of Eberron Renewed. I realized as I was listening back to the ones that we've released that we've gone four episodes without mentioning anything about our social media presence or anything like that. So I just want to say you can find us. We are still on the Facebook page of our uh, parent podcast, and you can find that on Facebook uh, by searching The Geek Pantheon. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at The Geek Pantheon. Uh, we'd love to have you guys join us uh, on Facebook and really get that page uh, going. Uh, and I also want to thank a couple of people who have uh, kind of uh, propped up our podcast on social media, who, who've t- talked about us a little bit. Uh, some of, I don't know everybody who has, I apologize if I miss somebody, but so thanks a lot. Ginny Morano, Jack Walker, Jeff Norris, John Patrick, Issa Ahmad, and CJ Menard are all people who I've seen on Facebook and other areas uh, talking about our, our show. And I also want to say thanks to Kevin McLeod. Uh, he is the composer of all of the music that we use. You can find his music at www.freepdmusic.com. Also, just want to give a shout out to Josh Boyd, who won our Reddit contest that we ran a while back for going and bumping up our posts on Reddit promoting the show. And Josh got to create a character for the campaign. And so Barasha the dragon 
born paladin was actually his creation. Josh, that, what, a, what a cool yeah. character. <laughs> so uh, thank you, Josh, so much. We're actually running a similar contest right now for Eberron Renewed, where if you go leave a rating on iTunes or another um, podcast platform, Google Play, Stitcher, and email a screenshot of that to thegeekpantheon at gmail.com, you will be entered to essentially do the same thing, create an NPC for the campaign that I will insert. And I, I will do my best to make them somebody of significance, kind of like what we've done with Barasha. But if you write a review for the show and send a screenshot of that, you get five entries into the drawing that we're going to do. So go leave us a rating review and we would, Love you so much for that. You could just but, add someone to Barrick's ext- extensive family tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, please go leave us a rating and review. It will really help us get the word out about the show. And I want to give a shout out to another podcast that has started up that has been very supportive of us. The Manifest Zone with Christian Serrano, Wayne Chang, Scott W. Scott, you don't have your name in the description of the podcast. So Scott W. And the creator of Eberron, Keith Baker are doing a show about the Eberron setting and they've been talking about our show to fans. And so thank you all so much for helping us out and giving us those shout outs. So anyway, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.